Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jonathan Harvey, and I'm your every other day host of the Modern Conservative Podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays on all 45 platforms. I wish you all a great day and uh, enjoy me in a very fantastic conversation with a friend of mine who I met at an event in which I was speaking at. And uh, he's running for Alpine School District um, School Board Council. Is that right, yeah, Paul? Board of, board of Alpine Board of Education, yeah. Uh, his name is Cole Kelly. He's from Utah County. And uh, I welcome him to my show, Cole. Good Thanks for having you. me. I appreciate it. So, you know, when we, met, we were speaking at an event uh, down in Utah County, and ladies and gentlemen, the guy knows what he's talking about, or he wouldn't be on the show. He okay. knows exactly about what he's talking about. And uh, I respect him. Now, he's running for a job that <laughs> is a hot seat right now in our state. Um, Cole, tell me, what brings you to this neck of the woods and what is the reason why you want to do this crazy thing such as run for public chair? I, you know what? I, uh, I've been somebody who for a very long time is speaking out on politics and, and, uh, and I, I figured it was time to put my money where, where my mouth is and, uh, and, and run for public office. And uh, I've been a school teacher for 25 years. I work at American Fork High School. And uh, I've I've watched over and over again, you know, at the local level, school boards making decisions that are hurting our schools, not helping our schools, hurting our students, not helping our students. And, um, you know, I've tried to give, for the most part, the benefit of the doubt that it was ignorance. And and uh, and I'm starting to recognize that, that it's more than just ignorance it's 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 the agenda and it's the left-wing agenda that's 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 pushing a narrative and uh so it's time to get involved it's time for conservatives to step up and and uh and be involved in these races you know and that's my favorite c word conservatives um right you know cole to be on the school board nowadays it's not so popular for the, the incumbents who are in right now because we've been having a lot of problems with our school boards in this, uh, at least in our state. So let me ask you, in your opinion, why are they so divisive right now? Um, the, the, one of the things that you're seeing with local school boards, local school boards are nonpartisan races. And, and so you don't run as a Republican or you don't run as a Democrat. You, you run um, as a, in, a, in a nonpartisan race. And so when you're watching, um, you, when you're watching candidates run for office, uh, you know, I've been involved in, in a number of debates and, and, and town hall discussions and things like that, panel discussions. And you're, you're getting a lot of the same answers. And so it's really, it, I think it's difficult for the voter to kind of differentiate between who the, who the true conservative is in the race and who, you know, who is um, somebody saying all the right things to get into office and do the, do the wrong things when they're there. The other struggle that we have, um, for example, in Alpine school district, when we came back into school, I mean, I know that, yeah, the governor of Utah, um, he had a, a mandate in place that, that, you know, kids had to come back to school with masks on. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, you know, in April, the legislature came in and they overrode that. And that was in April of 2021. And they overrode that and said, no, 
parents have a choice. If parents want to send their kids to school without masks, they can do that. And, and they left it up to local school boards to decide that. Well, at that point, local school boards could make the decision as to whether kids showed up to school with masks or not. And they could allow parents to make that choice. And several school districts made the choice to send kids back to school, however their parents wanted them to go to school. Where, you know, in Alpine School District, they continued with that mask mandate through the end of the school year. And when you go to look at who voted for it and who made that decision and, and, and what was the vote and how did it break down, you can't find it. There's no transparency. There's no, uh, there's no way to kind of know who is the one making this decision on, the, on behalf of our kids. So now, is it just Alpine, Alpine School District where you can't check transparency or are a lot of the districts the same way? A lot of the districts are the same way. There's there's this there's this idea that boards, you know, we have a Supreme Court and, and, and when the Supreme Court makes a decision, we know that five justices voted one way and four justices voted another way. And we know exactly which justices voted which way, you know, in school boards, you're, you're having a hard time knowing how they're voting and, and how those how those votes are coming out. And they have. They have meetings before the meeting that are that are secret meetings, and they're having a lot of votes in those meetings. And and you're because they're they're not open meetings. It's hard to know what's what's going on and how how they're deciding. And um, in in a lot of ways, and, and uh, you know you you can you can criticize me for this, but in a lot of ways, I'm 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 a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, but. They, th- they think they're a bishop break and they, they think that they, they, you know, that they're uh, hiding in secrecy and making all these decisions behind closed doors and coming out as a unified force. And as, 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 a, as the public, we, we have a right to know how, how our representatives stand on the issues. Now, how many members on the Alpine board? There are seven members. Seven members. And then there's a chair, chairman of, the, of that particular no, board. No, the, the president is one of those seven. So there's seven. So is that right? Yeah. So, you know, we don't often know how they vote. I'm trying to figure why in the hell they vote the way they do vote, which bring right. in division and taking the power away from parents as if, you know, because you are a school board. OK, you have power in that school board, but it's not absolute, nor do your powers trigger out and tell parents how we should um, send our schools. If we choose to send them without a mask, that's our prerogative. Right. Not the school boards. And, you know, and they say, well, it's about protection of the kids, you know, but here's the problem I have with all of that. They eventually have to go home. And they're in contact with people who don't wear masks. So and so and then they come to school the next day with a mask on that doesn't work. So right. my, pro- my problem with the school board is, you know, which is another topic I want to get on to before we go any further. I'm tired of the school boards thinking they have the power to tell us. This is how to raise our children. This is this is part of the problem. This is a big part of the problem is and and this is why we've got to um, Utah Parents United. If you guys are not familiar with Utah Parents United, I would encourage you to learn about that organization. Look them up. And this is an organization. Yeah, UPU. And this is an organization that's working to get parents heard, you know, and and, and the voice of the parents and UPU has gone through, they've done a, a tremendous amount of research and homework 
to look at school board races throughout the state and they're endorsing candidates in school board races from, you know, from St. George up to Logan, you know, and uh, they've done a tremendous job of, of vetting candidates and going through and looking at that. And they've, they've found who the true conservatives in these races are and, and are, are working to do that. But, but that's, that's one of the main issues that they're looking at. They're looking at what, what is your core value? Do you believe that the, the power resides with the people or do you believe that the power resides with the board and uh, the incumbent in my race? I was, I was amazed that, that, that she actually said it out loud um, I, you know, and, and then she said it in a, in a more private meeting one time. And, and then we got into a panel discussion and she said it again, but she, she said, you know, a lot of people are accusing me of being a rubber stamp for the superintendent. And, and I don't see a problem with that. I, I am a rubber stamp for the superintendent because I, I helped to hire him and we, we don't want to stand in the way of what he's trying to do. And, and I'm just, I was just blown away that she would say that. And then and it's like, wait a second, you're, you're missing this. You were voted in by pe- the people to represent the people, not to represent the superintendent. You know, you know oftentimes I talk to um, politicians or candidates, candidates that are running for office. One common denominator I see in a lot of these guys is when they're talking about their conscience. If the superintendent of a school, which is supposed to be nonpartisan, is a liberal by practice, he's going to run the school board as liberal as he can. Right. Now, if you have a bunch of rubber stamps following him, then you become a problem. Correct. And for, and for her to make that comment, it's absolutely publicly asinine. I, 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 I've known that she's a rubber stamp for the superintendent. I'm just, I was just, I was amazed that she was willing to admit it out loud. But yeah. here's what, so here's what the problem is, Cole. People will still vote for that same damn person, even yep. though we just went through two years of turmoil with the school board and the school district and mostly all of them. Because my, well, that leads me into my next question CRT, SEL. Yeah. Hot topic right now in Utah. Right. Give us your thoughts on uh, CRT and SEL, both of them. To me, they both got the same thing. Sure. I mean, it, it, and, and, and really, the, these, are, these are ideas. <laughs> CRT, if people don't know the acronym, it's critical race theory, right? And critical race theory, basically what it's doing is it's pitting one race against another. It's pitting us against each other. It's saying... This race has the power. This race is is underserved, and therefore, um, it creates a, a, a victim mentality. You are a victim of the system. Therefore, you need the system's help to rise above, and you can't do it on your own. You need the system to to uh, to achieve success. And 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 therefore, if the system is is stacked against you, I mean, I mean, John, there's no way that you can achieve success because the system is stacked against you. You know, um, and uh, this victim mentality, it it, it 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 keeps it keeps kids down. It keeps it keeps kids feeling like, no, I can't succeed in this world. Instead of teaching kids about the American dream and teaching them about capitalism, teaching them about hard work. And if you if you you know, if you pursue a path that you, you know, 
have passion and you want to work hard that you can achieve success. We're saying, no, you, you can't succeed because you're a victim. You're a victim of the system. And therefore we've got to completely overhaul this system in order for you to have success, you know? Um, And so it's, it's, you know, and, and, and part of what's happening and this is where they'll change the name. You know, it's CRT now. It, it may be, you know, it's SEL later. It's, it, you know, and, 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 and we, we, they change the name of what it's the same thing, right? It's just a different dress on Mary. And, uh, yeah. and, and it's, it, it's a divisive philosophy that they're pushing a narrative that you're the victim. Uh, therefore, you need to revolt against the system. The system's broken. And, uh, and, and you can't have success until you overhaul this system, you know, and, and, and you then, know, so. as, as a black man, you know, I'm actually supposed I mean, culturally wise, I'm supposed to subscribe to CRT and SDL. If I believe what the crap that they spew out, right. now when somebody asks me, so how do you become sex successful? I said, well, lose the victim mentality. Do for yourself what they stand that they need to do for you. And once you learn that and make that part of your life practice, you'll be successful. You may not be a trillionaire. You may not be a billionaire. Your definition of success may be lower than mine, but it'll be at the level that you consciously believe your level of success should be. But that's not what they teach. And, you know, you just mentioned earlier that they'll just keep changing the name, Cole. Yeah. CRT has been around. I tell people this all the time. CRT has been around a long time. Correct. But it didn't have that acronym. Now, you did have modern theory. You had critical theory and so forth and so on, legal, critical legal theory. So you have these theories for a long time. But the Democrats got smarter, especially in the school districts. They said, you know what? We'll just start teaching what we believe, and we won't give it an acronym. So... Hence the reason why we have so many kids today who are radical because it has been taught in the schools. You know, they do believe and drink that proverbial, proverbial Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that's where we're, we're teaching kids, Hey, that that you're a victim. Right. And, and now we're, we're expanding that SEL is, is social and emotional learning. Right. And, and right. you know what? That sounds really important. And I, I, I'll tell you this story. You'll get a kick out of this, right? And I told you I'm a school teacher. And, right. I, and, I, and I sat in a professional development meeting with a whole bunch of my peers in, in, in education. And, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to defend educators in, in one way. Their hearts are in the right place. They, 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 they have good intentions, all right? I, I sometimes wonder if, if some of them just are completely ignorant of the agenda that's being pushed and how they're falling into that, that agenda and not recognizing um, the trap that they've fallen into. But we, we, we were writing vision statements and looking at, you know, hey, what, what do we want our school to stand for? And, and I put one together and I was with a group of veteran teachers and we put together a vision statement that I thought was really good. And off the top of my head, I don't recall it right now, but I do know it, 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 it revolved around kids having the agency 
to choose their own education and to choose their own path in education and, and empowering kids to have that agency to pursue something they want. Because some kids may be good at math. Some kids may be good at English. You know, I've got a son that didn't do great in the traditional school setting, but he rebuilt five motorcycles and, and flipped them and made great money doing it, you know? Um, and he did that when he was in high school, you know? Um, and so that's a different kind of intelligence, right? But in the traditional sense, he didn't do great in school, but he was a, he's, an, he's an intelligent kid, smart, you know? Right. Um, but just not how we test in traditional education, right? So I'm, I'm in this meeting and we're, we're kind of going through and, and I had, we had this vision statement and it was a group that was working together. And what I, what I started to recognize is the group that I was with were mostly veteran teachers and, and had kids that had gone through high school. They were older, you know, have teenage kids, et cetera. And we get back together in a group and there were five different groups and all five groups had written a different vision statement. And mm -hmm. The one that was gaining the, the most traction was the social and emotional learning vision where we've got to make sure that kids feel emotionally ready. How can we teach? And I get it. Like, it's hard to teach a kid math when he's broken, you know, when he's not got it together emotionally and socially and he's he's having all kinds of problems outside. Right. Um, but but that became the focus, you know, and it's like, oh, we got to help these kids be balanced and feel feel welcome and feel loved. And we got to you know, provide that. And it's like, well, you know what what I think these young teachers, these these enthusiastic young teachers come in and has got to recognize is like, hey, I've raised teenagers. Teenagers haven't changed. Right. Teenagers want acceptance. They want attention. You know, and so however you're willing to give them that attention, they're going to take it. And sometimes it may not be positive attention. They are seeking attention. So so now, you know, I even think we've kind of moved past, you know, students who are identifying as gay. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. OK, all right. At one time that got, that got students attention in the school system. And so maybe you had students that were identifying and doing that because it, it brought them a certain level of attention. Well, now we're getting to the point where we got kids identifying as cats and we got kids identifying as dogs. And why? Because, oh, they're going to get attention. It's the wrong kind of attention. Right. Um, but we're catering to this and we're feeding into it and we're saying, oh, if if, if that makes you feel good, if, if, if treating you like a cat makes you feel good, then we'll treat you like a cat. You know, and 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 it's not healthy for the kids. And you, you know, I completely agree with you. And that is the problem I have. Some, you know, I've often I've often stated, whether I'm speaking or um, on the podcast, that there are a lot of people who think they're doing the right thing, but actually, they're hurting the growth of our children. You know, when you t when you're in a classroom and you're telling a child who may be, who may be transgender or um, in the precursor stage stage right. of saying, hey, I'm a transgender. When you've got somebody pushing those thoughts for him and not allowing him to go any other direction and be a free thinker agency. Right. This is when you cause problems. This is what's causing the kids confusion. And I will say it. 
in some cases, the suicide. Because you're helping him create the conflict within him, and all you're doing is embellishing it and, and dominating him with one singular thought, and that's you're transgender. Let's just go ahead and go that whole route. Or maybe, you know, you're, you just might be gay. You know, mm-hmm. so because you're gay doesn't mean you, you want to be a transgender. But now transgender is so popular now. Um, this is what's running the country right now. This is, I mean, look, in our schools now, we're, we're talking about the Rainbow Coalition. You know, why do we need to know about adults' personal sex life in K through three and higher? Right. Even in high school, right? What's the point? Somebody can show me the relevancy of knowing how a man have sex with another man. Tell me. I don't know. I just don't know. I just, these damn, don't even get me started because these people anger me because the common sense, and there's so many people are following the stupidity. There's so many people following this cold and it's, it's pathetic and it's sad. Right. You know, John, when you were a teenager, I, I don't know how much you remember. I'm getting old, so the memory starts to fade, right? But, right. but teenagers, teenagers, they like to rebel. They like to, they like to have, they don't, they don't want to be told, you know, how to act by their parents. And, and so you, you kind of get into this dynamic, you know, hey, I, I coach, I coach wrestling, I've coached baseball. And I, I develop a, a relationship with my athletes oftentimes where my athletes will, will listen to me more than they'll probably listen to their parents. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic, but, but, but what, what, what I think we've got to recognize and, and, and I recognize this as a coach who has a tremendous amount of influence over kids, right? Just because I have that power um, doesn't mean that that I abuse that power or I misuse that power. The power to raise kids, the power, my power to raise my own kids is my is mine. And if I want to give some of that away to a coach because I trust that coach and I think that coach is a good influence on on my son, then I'm going to do that. Right. right but I but right. that's that's my decision as a parent, right? And I, and I think we've got to recognize that as educators. We've got to re- recognize that in the education system. The power to raise those kids, yeah, we, we, you know, we can talk about Hillary, Hillary Clinton's it, it takes a village, right? And, and oh, you know, and, 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 and all, the, all the wonderful catchphrases for, you know, all the different influences in a kid's life. And, yeah, I recognize that, right? I, I, I'm, I, I've got five kids of my own, right? And as, I, as you raise those kids, you recognize they're going to have different influences for good or for bad in their lives. But that power still resides with me to raise my kids the way that I choose to raise my kids. And if I don't want you, the school system, or you, the coach, indoctrinating my kid in a certain philosophy or a certain idea, I have a right to stand up and tell you, I don't want you to do that. You know, and I think that's where education is missing the boat in a lot of ways is is they think they have that power and they think that power is their right. And they've 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 abandoned and they don't recognize that. No, that's actually not your right. That's the right of the parent. And, you know, as I'm running in this race, I'm, I'm blown away by the number of people that are choosing to start to homeschool their kids. And I get it. 
I understand. I have to talk to you about that. You know, because actually, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of parents make that choice because the schools are not recognizing that that's still the parents' right. And we're actually starting a school, whereas the parents can bring their kid to the school. They're homeschooled by other, not just teachers, moms, but um, business people. We want to teach them entrepreneurship, teach them tech. We're going to teach them um, the Constitution, things that you don't get in the school by learning all, you know, things that you don't get any longer. When I was a kid, we learned some of this stuff, not all of it, but we learned education, not sexual persuasion. That's what we didn't have in our schools. You know, I want to talk, get to talk to something else. Real, speaking of school, give me your thoughts on school vouchers. Well, the, one of the things that I think is important, hey, I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist through and through, mm. right? And I believe right. in competition. I believe, I believe that competition creates a better product. I think competition creates a, a better business. It creates a better system. And, and the, the reason why the United States of America is the greatest country in the history of the world, which is another thing I absolutely believe, is because of capitalism. Okay, because we came in, we said, you can do whatever you want to do. You can achieve whatever you want to achieve. Right. Education has become an absolute socialist system. Okay, Mm -hmm. and 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 it 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 is it is just the, the idea of socialism filters throughout it. And we know some of the negative consequences of socialism is mediocrity. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and just a, we've got to the point, I mean, in, in Alpine school district, we brag about our graduation rates. Okay. And our graduation rates are outstanding. We, our numbers are wonderful in terms of, of the number of students that are graduating. But I got to tell you, if you don't pass a kid, you're going to have a principal in your classroom saying, why aren't you passing this kid? Really? Oh, Absolutely. Right. Hey, wow. what, what are you going to what are you going to do to work with this kid to get him to pass? OK, I'll have a kid that, that won't show up for class all term long. I'll give him an F. And, you know, in the fourth term of his senior year, I'll have somebody come to me and say, hey, uh, this student failed your class in the first quarter of his junior year. Uh, will you work with him to, to make up that F? You know, and I, what do you, what, you know, he, he failed. Okay. You know, and it's, it's crazy. So, so we, we've, we've set the bar so low in education that what does graduating from high school mean anymore? This is, an, this is another decision that was made in Alpine school district is they, they let every student, even if you didn't earn your diploma, Every student got to walk in Alpine School District this year. Okay. Just they, they got to participate in the graduation ceremony. They got to put on the cap and gown. They got to walk. It didn't matter whether you earned the diploma or not. Every student in Alpine School District got to walk this year. Who made that decision? Can't find it. No public records, right? And I mentioned that earlier. But let me get to your point of vouchers, right? What do vouchers do? Well, what vouchers do is they create competition in education. Why are organizations like the teachers union fighting so hard against a voucher program? Well, because it creates competition. And this is where I would I would uh, say to my my teacher peers, hey, competition is good. 
we complain about how much teachers get paid and we kind of complain about teachers' salaries and things like that. Well, competition may fix that problem. If, if you're willing to step back and say, hey, you know what? Uh, it, if John Harvey goes off and starts a school and he wants the best teachers in the state of Utah to be teaching at his school and he finds ways to compensate those teachers in, in you know, in ways that they're, they're never going to be co- compensated in the current system, then why wouldn't you want that? Right. Because that competition is going to create excellence, not only with our students, but potentially with with teachers. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I truly believe that we've got to do something called to get away from the school districts uh, or we've got to figure out how to make these 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 schools dis- districts work their work the way they're supposed to, because these people have too much power, too much power. And the thing is simply to me is. How does a school, a nonpartisan, supposedly, sure. school system have so much power over our children? I mean, I, I've often said many times, parents need to fight. You know, UPU is a great organization. I know those guys well. Yeah. I deal with them. But my only problem is when you have a lot of members, you need to have a lot of members come up to the fight. Yeah. You need, just saying you have X amount of members, you need to have people showing up at school board meetings, about the capitals, about the capital. And that's another problem. I get tired of legislators giving their power away to the school boards. If it's not written in law, it's, they, shouldn't have, they shouldn't be able to force anything. I don't know where it says school boards can make you wear a mask. Right. They need to be within the confines of the state law, not just give them power that, are, that they could just how do I say use that their own discretion like David Winder Newton for example in Salt Lake City these people need to go we need good qualified constitutional based teacher who will go to school teach the curriculum and leave the check their personal attitude at the door when it comes to our children now if they want to teach their own children that crap have at it right have at it but when you come to a, a school in which we're our ta- the taxpayers are paying your salary, represent the taxpayers, not your personal agenda. And and unfortunately, that's where we are today. And Alpine and Granite and Murray, you know, Davis County, we're having problems with these schools all across the state. And I do not know why we can't get them under control. So in the last few minutes, how would you get them under control if you were running on the school board district? Would you be the one to call them out publicly? We need we need conservatives to start taking action. Okay. And and it starts with your caucus meetings in March. You've got to show up to your caucus meetings and you got to make sure that you're electing, you know, uh, that you're electing conservative uh, delegates. You know, um, we, we've got to have we. we let me just share this with you is as a school, as a conservative school teacher, I, I don't bring politics into my classroom. I'm not supposed to. Right. But liberals are very different. They, they bring politics into the classroom all the time. Okay. But here's the difference. If I say something conservative in my classroom, 
you can bet that a liberal student is going to call the principal and call the superintendent. I'm going to get called down to the office and I'm going to get my hand slapped. And I'll be told, don't do that again. Right. Conservatives raise their kids in a different way. They don't teach them to be victims. And so they don't go home and cry to mom that, hey, this teacher offended me and made me feel uncomfortable today. You know, we teach them to be resilient and to deal with things and deal with that. Right. Um, but but we've got to change our mindset in, in one important way. OK, we don't want to teach our kids to be victims, but we do need to step up and start getting involved and knowing what our kids are being taught, showing up to your caucus meetings, showing up to some board meetings. Most of your board meetings right now are being recorded on Zoom. And so you can go back and watch it, you know, later at night when the kids are in bed, you know. But we've got to start being involved. We've got to start sending emails. We've got to show up to, um, you know, to, to rallies. And when, when we're talking about different issues, we've, we've got to be proactive. We, we can't just step back and, and, and let capitalism work its magic. We've got to make sure that capitalism continues to be the system that's in place, both in education and outside of education. I, I, can, I completely agree with you. I just think... You know, we've just got to figure out a way to get our our state back when it comes to politics and, you know, our children and the people that are around our children. We need to be able to have the control that we need to protect our children, even in our own school districts, because right now the school boards and the teachers think they're the rightly the rightly and sole protector of our children when they're absolutely wrong. As a matter of fact, as a teacher, you can piss me off and you're going to have problems with me when it comes to my child because I live for my children. I've said it many times. I live for my children. I live to make sure that my children or try to make sure my children have a great way of life when I pass. So, Cole, I, I understand your fight. It is a hell of a fight because they have a lot of power. But I'm a I've got probably 30 seconds left. I want you to talk to the people, use it up, and then uh, we'll end the show. Sure. Um, as I mentioned, my name's Cole Kelly. I'm running for the Alpine Board of Education in seat seven. It's uh, in, in, in West Orem and Vineyard. It's kind of the Mountain View High School cluster. Um, but uh, if you're not in my cluster, if you're in my cluster, I want to ask you for your vote. Get out and vote. Uh, We've got the mail-in ballots. They should be, you know, in your mailbox now, if not on your counter of your kitchen. But uh, get those things filled out. Check that box next to Cole Kelly. But if you're in a different uh, seat, if you if there's a different school board race in your area, make sure that you check out, you know, Utah Parents United. Make sure you check out, you know, the websites of the different candidates. Make sure you understand where they stand on the issues. Make sure that you're voting in true conservatives that, that are going to, um, that are going to stand up for parents and that recognize that the parents are the ones that have are the first decision maker in their child's education and not the school system. Cole, great having you on the show. Um, we'll post this me, on man. my social and I'll post this on all my media. Um, appreciate I appreciate you being here. I wish you luck. And if you need anything from us, always stay in touch because you know you have my direct number. So right I appreciate on. you being here. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for joining the show. I'll see you next week on Tuesday at five o'clock. Well, Tuesday, I should say, because I'm no longer live uh, on the Modern Conservative Podcast. Love you all.